everyone. Thank you for your uh, patience. We're going to go into the question and answer session now. The podium is over to my left, your right. If anybody would like to uh, ask questions of our speaker, please go over there. Make sure you introduce yourself and uh, keep your comments fairly brief and get right to the question you might have in mind. Uh, again, a reminder, upcoming sessions are listed on SACPA's website. I haven't got a topic for you next week, but there will be a session next week. We're juggling the uh, speakers and the schedule at this point in time. And that sessions are also on audio and podcast from that website. And we have a suggestion box if you'd like to suggest speakers for us for next year. We're program committees already working on that. So if you'd like to uh, step up to the podium, Give us your best questions, or we'll, we'll welcome Dale back to the microphone, and uh, look forward to hearing. Thank you. Dale? Uh, my name's Jim Thacker. Um, you, you've, you run the helicopters, but how do your paramedics get paid? We've, we've taken a different approach. Uh, again, like I said earlier, we, you, if you design it properly, you can, you can make it more efficient. Uh, for for a, a group like us that, that initially was only flying 20 or 30 flights per year, you can't afford to have a paramedic sitting beside the helicopter as well as a pilot. So what we do, uh, Alberta Health Services, we, we made an arrangement with them where, where when the call comes in, they immediately shoot a, a paramedic out, out, to the, out to the helicopter. And the nice thing about that is it allows that paramedic to stay in the system and stay current and, and able to stay up on the, on the latest techniques and help out uh, at, at, the, at the hospital rather than being sitting there dead doing nothing at, at, the, at the airport. So, so we don't pay for paramedics. Our paramedics, that's one of the, that's, you know, I, we're, I guess we're quick to say Alberta Health Services doesn't pay us, but they, 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 they save us a lot of money by uh, providing paramedics. But, but I think it's a way more efficient use or a better use of a paramedic than just have them sitting uh, uh, b talking to the pilot beside the helicopter for for uh, weeks on end. So that's a, something I, I forgot to mention. <clears throat> you know, when we went to this this new BK, our our costs went through the roof. We, uh, like I said, we were flying for about eight hundred fifty thousand dollars a year uh, with with uh, with uh, the two hundred six, uh, with all the extra pilots, all the extra insurance, all the. All, all the stuff. I mean, it was it was even more than less less thought. Uh, we we're now at 2.6 million dollars uh, to run that. So we're we're running for about about 26 cents on the dollar, but it, uh, to what what Stars is charging. So so the the the, the newer the, the the bigger helicopter, way more capability. I mean, it, it's got it's got a ton of ability, but but it also you also have to pay the price as well. Douglas Mitchell. Uh, I like the term halo. I always felt that uh, made one think of saintly things. However, <laughs> be that as it may, I'm, I'm curious to know about um, your relationship with stars, uh, where there might be overlap or conflict or anything of that kind in terms of uh, attending mishaps or accidents. Uh, could you give us some idea of how that works? Yep, absolutely. Are their uh, financing setup okay. is very different from yours, and yep. I'd like to see to hear 
how what your relationship is with them, yeah. and if they've ever offered to buy you out. Okay, fair question. Uh, I'll explain the, the, the way a, a dispatch works, okay? So, so uh, right now, all dispatch in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba is handled by the STARS ELC, or the Emergency Link Centre. So, so one office in Calgary dispatches for all of Western Canada. So, so if, if there's an accident, the, the call comes in on 911, the, the 911 operator goes through it and asks the questions, and if the right boxes are ticked, she'll say, ah, this is probably helicopter. So it gets, it gets shot off to the, to the ELC, and, and then they take, they take over from there. And uh, so actually every flight that we go on, we have to be dispatched by STARS. So uh, we, we have a few situations lately where, where uh, the local EMS who have better knowledge of the environment that, that, you know, where we're operating in will overrule and say no. Uh, example, we had a, a cross-country screer at Elkwater uh, uh, broke his leg and, and it was in a, a hard to get to location. And, and uh, ELC wouldn't send us, in, even though the doctors, I mean the, the paramedics knew they should, they said because there's a road there. Yeah, but the road had this much snow. It was a summertime road. It wasn't a winter road. And, and the, the local EMS people knew that, and they said, yes, send Halo. Halo's got to go. And again, we, we were the first, the, we, we were on, on scene and had the guy basically ready to go when the paramedics who were on foot uh, literally had to, had to walk in. So, so our re relationship with STARS, uh, we're, we're on the same team. Yeah, we're, we don't feel we're getting the respect <laughs> as, the, as the little guy that we should be getting, but we're on the same team and everything happens through STARS, right? So the ELC uh, just does all the dispatch. Does that answer your question? Okay. Trevor Page, um, who is it that makes the determination um, to send the helicopter out? Take a case of someone who has a heart attack when they're driving, not on a highway, off-road somewhere, and wife calls in on the cell phone to 911. Who makes the determination to send the helicopter out? The second question is, I'm intrigued that there is no cost recovery. Why isn't there a cost recovery? Okay. All right. Uh, who makes the call? Um, ultimately, like I say, uh, the 911 operator kind of separates the wheat from the chaff. So, so the, then, then it's passed on to, to, to ELC. They have flight physicians on staff who, who take the call, they monitor what's going on, and, and there's certain things like heart attacks become pretty high priority because it, it's a timing issue, so you want, you want the fastest resource. So, so quite often that determination is made by the flight physician that's, that's based out of Calgary. And again, they cover all the, all the, the, the three western provinces, so, so that's they, you they mean have the, to, uh, telephone operators making the decision? No, no. Uh, the the initial call when when it's heart attack, it would automatically move on, right? Uh, the the 911 operator uh, have they have the the resources? You know, they have the ability to send whatever resource they want, and 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 they just have a simple checklist. If if the question comes in heart attack, that's a big box, and then they, that might go directly on onto the ELC, and and then the then the flight physician, so an actual doctor. Is, is analyzing all the information and he's making the call whether or not it should be a helicopter response, whether it needs to be a ground response. You know, they take into a bunch of things into consideration. Location, um, uh, and, and, and they ask questions about how serious, you know, but the average layperson doesn't necessarily know how serious it is, so they, they, make, they make assumptions. And, 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 and we hope their assumptions are always uh, to, the, to the benefit of the, of, of the patient. So, so, so that's, that's how it's done. There is an actual doctor who's making that final go or no-go call. 
Okay. I, I forget, I think your second question. Uh, cost recovery, why no cost recovery? <sighs> yeah, that's, that's a difficult question. Um, it's, it, as a group of volunteers, we always felt that if we could do it for free, um, that's best, right? So rather than have one pay person pay for his call, let's, let, let's the, let the general public pay for it. So uh, that's just sort, sort of a, a system that, because I, I, I believe STARS is free. I, I don't think there's a bill of STARS. I don't know. I don't think there is, no, there, there is no call. See, uh, what would happen in, before, when, before we, when we used to land at the hospital like that, I mean at the airport, uh, the flight to the airport was free. The ambulance from the airport to the hospital, which was uh, 10 blocks away, was $500, right? So, so, so it, seems, it seems backwards, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I was hoping to get why, some clarity. Why is no cost recovery? That's just, uh, it's just never been done that way. I, I, you know. Okay, thank you. Okay. Thanks very much for coming today, Dale. I appreciate it. Uh, before I ask my question, I'd just like to tell you that next week we're working on a speaker uh, talking about the murdered and missing women's and girls report. So hopefully we will get somebody lined up for that. Uh, and also, don't forget, AGM is in two weeks. So if you're a paid up member, you get free lunch. It's the only freebie you get out of the whole year at SACFA. <laughs> yeah, only paid up, yeah. Anyway, my question relates to, the, to your helicopter. So you have two engines on the present, on the your helicopter now. If one quits, uh, can you still operate? Yeah, that's, that's the intention of category one performance. So as you're coming in, uh, let, let's say to, to Lethbridge Hospital, if, if you were to lose an engine, uh, you have to be able to maintain flight and, 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 make, and, and proceed with the landing. Uh, they, they, they talk about, in most helicopters, that that second engine will always fly you to the scene of the crash, right? Because it, most of them don't have enough power to, 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 to maintain flight, but they will, they will extend flight. Um, but, it, you know, it, it's really a silly thing when you think about it, because, because turbine engines are, are practically bulletproof. They, I mean, they, the only thing, the, not the only thing, but the, the most, off, most often it is fuel exhaustion, right? Running out of fuel. So, so by putting two engines, you're burning fuel twice as fast, so the fuel becomes a bigger issue. So, uh, you know, the, the tail rotor on, on, a, on a helicopter is way more likely to fail than the engine is, but they don't make you fly with two tail rotors. So, so it, 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 it doesn't make a lot of sense, but, but that's what the industry's developed, and that's what we have to do. But yeah, the, 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 with 750 horsepower engines, we have three times as much horsepower as the Bell 206. So you lose an engine, we still got one and a half times the, the horsepower. Admittedly, it, it, it's, a, it, it's a heavier helicopter, it needs more power. But, but uh, you can actually fly and land in a BK with, with one motor. Yeah, I understood that. You, you can actually land in a helicopter even if you lose power. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, I, I, I used to fly fixed wing, and then I got my helicopter license, at the same time as Larry, and I would, I would rather have an engine failure in a helicopter than I would in an airplane because you have way more control. You go into auto rotation, you pick your spot, and you land. You aren't coming in the ground at 70 or 80 miles an hour. You flare, you land. It's tricky. You, 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 you quite often will wreck the helicopter, or you can wreck the helicopter. Uh, we used to practice it all the time, and we never wrecked any helicopters. So, so uh, yeah, helicopters are actually 
fly quite nicely without an engine. They just come down very quickly, but you have absolute total control all the way down. As long as you have some altitude when it happens. Yeah, alt alt and forward speed. If you don't have forward speed, then you have to put your nose down and dive and, and create forward speed because the air going through the rotors actually causes them to increase. So you're actually checking to make sure you, with your collective, you're checking the RPM so you don't over, over speed your rotor system. I feel better already. <laughs> Hi, it's Jean Fennell here. I was so fascinated with the way you told us how you can find the victim or the, the uh, patient and then relay that information to whoever needs it if they're going to have to walk in. But you used a lot of acronyms. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. And I thought, IFR, is that one of them? Yeah, instrument and flight I thought, rules. Please, please tell me what that is. <laughs> okay, I, I, I tried. I had my notes here. I had everything written out, but it, but it, but we use them so often that yes. we, it, it just it becomes automatic. Uh, IFR is just instrument flight rules. That means that you can't see where you're going, and you rely on your instrumentation to to proceed with the flight. Now, VFR just, you is said, excuse me, instrument flight rules. But yeah, it, see, it, you're it, still it, doing it too quickly. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a, it's a Transport Canada designation, right? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's uh, yeah, there's, there's so many different acronyms because it would take forever to say what you want to say if you have to use the full, all the and, words. And did you not use one to tell us whether it was going, you were going to be too low or whether you could find your way under the trees and the power lines? The, that, that's to do with, you know, again, uh, VFR and IFR. Visual flight rules means you have to be able to see one mile and 500 feet. Uh, okay. IFR means instruments. Good, thank you for clearing okay, it up. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> Mary Shillington, thank you for your talk. That was very interesting. Our, our son had some health issues and ended up traveling uh, 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 a variety of ways to Calgary. And the last one was the helicopter, and I'm not sure whether it was you people or, or Star. Uh, but it, whoever it was, we didn't get billed. So right, that, okay, that's good uh, to know. My question, and we had this discussion at our table, was um, uh, if you do ask uh, f for private donations, uh, not businesses, but from individuals, because those of us at that table had not been aware of any requests for right. us to, to donate money to your, your agency, to your group. Right. Okay, uh, we have a situation where, where you, uh, anything over $25, you get, you, you get, you get a tax receipt. Okay, so we, we, we are a registered charity. And, uh, and, and, and we receive, you know, the bulk of our money comes from people walking up with, you know, a $100 bill or a $1,000 bill. We even have some couple with $10,000. So, so one, one gentleman is one of the accents you see here of a truck upside down. I was talking to him on Saturday about about Halo, he asked me how's Halo doing, and da da da. You know, he always donated to, to our cause. On Monday morning, uh, we saved his life. Mm. Uh, so 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 yeah, and he came with a ten thousand dollar donation. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, uh, there there's cost recovery right there. <laughs> but but, but um, uh, we we have a website, uh, HaloRescue.ca uh, is, is our website, and uh, here's an thing. Well, a, a farmer donated 160 acres of ground. Somebody else donated uh, the, the seed. Somebody else donated the fertilizer. Somebody else donated the tractors, uh, the equipment to seed it with. And, and now we have, a, we have a, a field of wheat that's about eight. All, all we need is rain. 
needed to rain, but, uh, but, but that's, uh, you know, that's the sort of thing that happens. It, it, it's coming at us from all sides now, because people are starting to appreciate what a group of volunteers is doing. Uh, you know, like say, I, I'm, I, I should be at home on the farm today, I suppose, <laughs> but, but I, you know, I'm just trying to let people know who we are and what we do. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Yes. I have a question, Dale, just to uh, stay on the helicopter topic and the safety issue and the fuel exhaustion issue. I would really like you to tell us a story about the time you went flight uh, sightseeing over the fields without any fuel in your tanks and, and how you put it on the ground and what the, uh, give us a little bit more description of what auto rotation means. Your, <laughs> your own personal helicopter I'm yeah, talking about. I, uh, yeah, I, I had a fuel management concern and uh, and, uh, and I, I made the mistake of believe, uh, believing my, my fuel gauge. I, I, I always dip my tanks now, I don't believe them. But, but yeah, same thing, flying along, and that motor quit just instantly. I had a guy who had never flown any higher than he could jump with me. And, and uh, uh, we, we landed, it, it happened very, very rapidly. It, was, the ground, it had rained then, the ground was really soft, so we did an auto rotation, nicked the tail rotor, but put it down safely. And he said, oh, there, there's nothing to that. And you'll have, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, nothing to that. But uh, yeah, that, that's one thing you never do, right? And, uh, and I, I, that was the cardinal sin, is I, I ran out of fuel. And that, uh, but like I said, I'd rather have an engine failure in a helicopter than I would in an airplane. Because you've got way, way more control of the outcome. You can actually fly them safely to, you can fly them safely to the ground. Yes, absolutely. Yep. In, in control. In control, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it, just, it just happens quicker than you would like. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> that's, that's, that's the only issue, you know, they come down fast. And that's, and that's why you fly on the prairie, so there's no trees, you just have to <laughs> pick anywhere, right? I tell my insurance company that 99% of the area is landing strip for me, right? So, so flying here in the, in the prairies, you know, helicopters have got a bad name, everybody's afraid of helicopters, but, but the reason for that is, is they're always flying in the worst conditions. When they pull, they pull the airplanes out and everybody else out, and they, they put the helicopters in as the last resource, so if something does happen in the trees or over the ocean or in, in the mountains, uh, generally, the results are, aren't very good, but because um, if you have nowhere to land, you've got nowhere to land, right? And, and that's the issue. We have lots of places to land here. Uh, Laurie Schultz, thank you very much for your presentation today. My question is around funding, I guess, and because you are in collaboration with STARS somewhat, I'm wondering with the STARS lottery, um, is there any portion of that that goes to HALO, or does HALO have an annual fundraiser, something like a STARS? Yeah. Uh, or would you consider it, I guess? Uh, uh, yeah, good, good question. Uh, <clears throat> it takes money to make money, right? So in order to have a lottery, uh, like they, they, just, they just did a house here in Lethbridge, but you have to be able to, to uh, withstand the fact that, that you may not sell enough tickets. So if we were to buy a house and not sell enough tickets, we'd be gone. So, so it takes money to make money. Uh, do we receive money from stars? No, no, it, uh, we, we are totally separate. Um, and and, and they're in a sense, it, it's terrible to say, but there's almost competition uh, for, for those, those do donation dollars. <clears throat> My personal feeling is, is you know, especially at, at, at how, how effective we are at, at, at spending money, that this is something that should be, should be paid for by, by, by the government for Alberta Health Services. And then you think about all the other money that, that's being raised uh, could go to the women's shelters, to the food banks, all the other things. Because, because when you think about it, we're pretty tough competition. You know, you're pulling at people's heartstrings. You, you know, I, I've saved you. I've saved, I've saved your mother. I've saved, you know, we had one lady, 
I, I tell the story quite often. I was at the Manasnap Tigers hockey game. We had a booth in the corner, and I'm sitting there, and, 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 I, and I, feel, I feel this tug on my leg. And there's this little girl, so I hopped, and I said, oh, how you doing? You know, I have a helicopter, and she says, thank you for saving my life. <laughs> oh, God, you know, the tears started coming down. And it was a little girl who was, uh, who was choking way south down by the U.S. border, and, and uh, the ground ambulance couldn't get to her. And, and, and by the time we got there with advanced care paramedic, well, they had EMTs there, but they can't do airway work. And, and, and she needed, she needed a, a, a tube, that, and, and, and they put the tube down her throat and she turned pink instantly, right? And, 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 and she just came up and said, thank you. <laughs> you know, so it was a, yeah, you know, I'm not paid, but I'm very well compensated, you know, because uh, that, that was, a, was a pretty touching thing. And, and this, this, that, young, that young fellow who was, who was pronounced dead, same thing, in a, a hockey game, come through a big bear hug on me and said, you know, thank you very much. And I go, okay. Because again, we're not allowed to know names or whatnot, that's, but, but because he came to us, now we can publish it. And uh, saved his life, right? He, he was pronounced dead. And, and it, it, pretty, pretty dramatic things. And in the case of this little girl, we, we had actually had, uh, airlifted her mother uh, two or three years earlier. So she, she's had two, two occurrences with Halo. So, but, but she's down there by, you know, just south of Elkwater. So she's really down there by the, uh, a long ways away from anywhere. I'm Knut Peterson, by the way. Uh, I forgot to mention it last time. Um, could you talk a little bit more, Dale, about the, your relationship with Alberta Health Services and how you mentioned something about it, but could you detail it a little bit more, how, you've, how, you've, how that has progressed over, over the time of your existence? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Our relationship with Alberta Health Services is improving all the time. Uh, you know, they 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 get a bad rap because they have a you know, there's billions of dollars goes into Alberta Health Services. And I appreciate you know, so 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 that part of it I don't understand. And and I I, I but I do understand why they're trying to be cost effective. Uh, we feel that that at even at 2.6 million, uh, that we are very very efficient. Uh, Alberta Health Services has really been really good to deal with. Uh, they, they have rules. There's only certain things I can say. That's why I'm measuring my words here because, because we're all part of that Alberta Health Services team. We're sort of in the tent and we, and we certainly don't want to, 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 to rip the tent. Uh, but but uh, they've, been, they've been good to deal with. They, they really have been. Uh, they've got some really, really good people. And uh, uh, yeah, it, it's... I, you know, I, I can't say <laughs> I can't say a lot about it, but 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 we we our relationship is improving all the time because uh, we had a, a call from the the, the the gentleman who's in charge of the air ambulance division, and we asked him, "What do you think? What how are we doing this last year?" Because because we did get a one million dollar donation, uh, what do you call it, a grant, from them to help. The the word I heard from the legislature uh, on Monday was that it was to help develop the new program, but in fact that was that was incorrect. It was it was to match the same funding that, that the hero gets in, in um, uh, Fort McMurray. They get a million dollars a year from Alberta Health Services. They get a million from a, another government grant. We're not sure. We want to know where that grant is. And their third million comes from the, the resource people at, 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 at Fort McMurray. So they got some of the big, the Sun Corps and whatnot. And they give them the $3 million. So they only have to raise $300,000 a year. Um, but, but so Alberta Health Services felt that, that everybody in the province should be treated equally. And so they, they, uh, they, they, they gave us the $1 million donation or grant. Uh, 
the word grant indicates to me that there, it, it, that's kind of like, a, like there's a line at the end, and we're really hoping that we can negotiate it. Uh, they are doing, uh, uh, this, this, this summer, they're doing an evaluation of the entire program, and we welcome that because, because we end up looking really, really good because uh, we're doing some really neat things for hardly any money. Uh, Terry Shellington here. I'm just trying to sort out a mystery here, and, and perhaps I have indulgence of the moderator to ask two or three short questions. But uh, ambulance, if you travel by ambulance, is that covered by Medicare? Uh, n no, uh, you have to pay. I've, n I've never had the, the privilege of riding in an ambulance, but no, the, the, there, there is a, a fee recovery charge there. Well, our, our son went back and forth several times uh, three years ago, and I don't recall being charged for any ambulance. Oh, extended health care covered it. Okay. Well, so they must be reimbursed, the ambulance must be reimbursed through Medicare then. Uh, the, where I'm heading with this is, it would seem to me that ambulances are treated differently than air travel. Uh, so STARS and HALO are fundraising desperately to raise money for getting people to hospitals, but the ambulances somehow who travel by land have a much more secure uh, share of the funding. Well, they are part of Alberta Health Services, right? They are, they are, uh, uh, they're in, they're, they are the same thing. So there must be some history here why if I travel to hospital by land, uh, it's all looked after. If I travel by air, uh, then the people uh, who are gracious enough to help move uh, our, uh, our fundraising because mm -hmm. they're not part of the money tree. Um, what am I missing here about logic of this? <coughs> Good point. And that's exactly what we're saying is that if you can run a very efficient operation, maybe it should be covered by Alberta Health Services. I don't think there's any maybe about it. Yeah, well, uh, uh, no. I'd like to have, have you on our team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on your team. <laughs> I've got one further to that, Dale, and then I think we're just about, I think we're just about done here, unless anybody else steps up to the mic. I would like to know, I got three questions here as well, and I'd like your thoughts on my personal experience from going back 10 or 15 years ago is that that your operation is saving um, at least a million and a half to two million dollars a year on the cost of a, a typical base of another operator. Um, I'd like to know if that's about accurate, a million and a half to two million. How many lives have you saved? How many volunteers and how many days have you spent off the farm doing this? <laughs> There's four things in there. Yeah, uh, as of uh, our last AGM, we, uh, I, I said I, I can't keep at the, at the pace I'm going. And, and we, we, we split it into, a, into a co, two co-chairs. Unfortunately, we've selected another farmer as the other chairman, so we are busy at the same time of the year. So that maybe wasn't, uh, that's him saying on the tractor there, actually. Um, uh, it's, I, I, yeah, I spent too much time, absolutely. Uh, uh, you said a, a million and a half, uh, well, my, my math says if it's $10 million a base and we're doing it for 250,000, there's, uh, there's 750,000, uh, I mean, uh, savings. Uh, for the for our program, uh, oh yeah, sorry about that. You know, turning, you look at somebody, but um, we're volunteers, right? And 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 that that makes that makes all the difference in the world. I, I, I tell the story that the lady does my job at uh, at Stars gets paid over three hundred thousand dollars a year, and uh, she's way smarter than me because because it it maybe cost me that much a year, right? Uh, 
And I, I, I forget some of your, your, your first question. Number of lives saved or patients? Okay, yeah, we, we to date uh, are right around 550 missions in the last 12 years. Uh, it, it's hard to say whether you saved a life or not. They may have lived anyway. We certainly changed the, 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 the comfort and, and, and care uh, going to that, to that, that uh, going you know, with the helicopter. Um, we, we've used the number, the Mestan Hospital has said to us that that number is probably in the order of, of, of 250 people. About half the people are, we feel have saved a life. Last question. Yeah, <clears throat> seeing as nobody's here, I might as well uh, <laughs> give you a little story. Uh, I had a heart attack in southern Alberta, and I was taken by ambulance uh, from southern Alberta to Lethbridge Hospital, and then I was flown from Lethbridge Hospital to Calgary, and from the aircraft to the hospital, I went by ambulance, and I didn't get a bill for anything. I'm not saying I'm disappointed, <laughs> <laughs> but there was no charge for the ambulance, no charge for the aircraft, no charge for anything. Yeah. So, uh, I. I felt very fortunate. Yeah, but I don't understand that because I know that, that gentleman we showed you uh, who fell off the bin. His wife said, "Yeah, we got a five hundred or four hundred dollar bill for that for the ground ambulance, but was, you know was expecting one from us as well." But yeah. but so I don't I don't understand how it works. Yeah, I've heard of people getting bills. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Oh. Oh yeah, being over sixty. Five, I got one foot in a grave and the other in a banana skin. <laughs> so, so maybe maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But you mentioned, too, that uh, a lot of traffic <clears throat> people driving on the roads are idiots. <laughs> I've flown some small planes, too. And there's some people that fly airplanes that are idiots, too. Absolutely. Yeah, but there's, there's a lot fewer of them up there. Yeah, I can, I can tell you a few and, and, and you can miss them. And you can miss them this way and this way, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Dale. Your uh, volunteer efforts over the years, 10 years, I know you've given this uh, all your, given it your all, and you've uh, done an incredible job, and you've brought savings of millions of dollars to... Alberta Healthcare, and I thank you for that. And I, will you join me in thanking this gentleman?